Uh, hey, everybody, a great way to support the podcast is just go ahead and review us on iTunes. Uh, it's a big help. Like, I don't know how many of you guys went into this podcast skeptical, but uh, and I don't know if that eased into your skepticism or titillated you to say, well, geez, this podcast has got some reviews. Uh, let me listen to it now. But but I think, like, adding your opinion uh, is a great way to show support for the podcast. Because you say, okay, people really do, li-, and then they'll start listening, and they'll say, you, you know, new people, especially skeptical people, which I'm, I'm as skeptical, you know, I, I put the SK... And the eptic, I even put a little extra peptic in the in the skepticism. So, but then you say, "Oh, wait, this guy sounds like a loon," but he did get all those reviews, especially you know, Brainbot sixty nine. That was my favorite review. So silly, and Pretzel Bush, of course, Pretzel Bush's review. And so then they might give it a chance. I don't know, but but if you want to review us. Or even if you're in a hurry, just get star us or, you know, whatever. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. Uh, thanks so much. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do as a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest and uh, what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's got you up, whether you've, you've got your mind racing and you're tossing and turning from that, or your body is in some kind of pain or distress, or your emotions are turbulent or unsettled, whatever is going on with you. I'm going to try to distract you from that. I'm going to try to take your mind off of it. I'm going to reach my hand and my voice across the deep, dark night. And I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to tell you a story, but really, and I don't know which one's the metacommunication. I've been trying to figure out this metacommunication stuff. Well, you know, as I reach out my hand and my voice, the story in some sense is me saying, hey, come on, I'm going to take you across this threshold into dreamland. We're going to go for a walk. And the sensible thinking party brain that probably has you up at night or has you wondering about your ankle or your, your, your ex or whatever it is. We'll say, wait, who the hell's this guy? Wait, what the hell's this guy talking about? Thresholds and... Uh, safe places in dreams? Well, I say, one, I didn't say anything about dreams. Did I? Maybe I did. I don't know. But I say, yeah, hey, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm your boyfriend. I came, I came by here uh, via podcast, ether, sublimation of uh, earwaves, they say. And then that part of your brain, I'll be like, this guy's talking nonsense. He's, these aren't even words. And I'll be like, yes, you're right. These are word-like noises, but I'm here to escort you on a walk. They'll be like, well, where are we going exactly? Well, I can't tell you. We're going on a, a walk. Well, just a walk? Yeah, but you can stay in bed. It's the best part of the walk I take you on. Well, how are you going to go for a walk? Whoa. I say, my, you got a lot of questions there, little brain bot. 
and and I can tell you're a real sharp, sharp, uh, sharp observant type. You 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 should sit almost to the front of the class. You know, and obviously not. You know where you could you know give the most to the class when you were in school. I bet. But yeah, we're just gonna go for a walk. You could. What do you want? Oh, what do I want? Why am I here? Well, you know, I, I could tell you that story for sure. Uh, yeah, why doesn't everybody sit down? We won't even go for a walk. All you little brain parts gather round. You know, feel free to interject any questions or criticisms of the way I'm handling things. That's fine. But why doesn't your human just lie in the back and they can rest? I've got this magical forest floor. Where we've gathered here, call it a safe place because it has, uh, you know, it's not only is it safe uh, physically and emotionally, but it's also a hell of comfortable. We got we got every kind of pillow you can imagine, total climate control, total, you know, like one of those bed commercials. And it all adjusts by, uh, you know, what do you call that, uh, the, the trans, the brain type where your brain just tells it, you know, you don't even have to say, hey, or press any buttons. You say, hey, I'd like this a little firmer, a little softer. So let your human handle that. You guys keep your focus on me because it's a legit question, uh, legit uh, skepticism. Well, who the hell am I and what the hell am I doing here with this sleep? I'm telling you I'm going to help you fall asleep, right? Well, I'll tell you the whys uh, real quick. One, I said, hey, uh, I like telling stories. I don't know. I, I, I've, I've done this in the past, made up stories for people to nap to. And I said, hey, this would make it pretty. I think I could test this out as a podcast. Uh, let me see if it works for anybody. It, it might work for some people. I used to do it for my brother. I've done it for my friends. And in some sense, I've been doing it my whole life for myself and, and mostly waking, making up stories, but yeah, at bedtime too. But that goes to the deeper reason why is that I, I've, you know, I know you guys got a tough job being, you know, in charge of this person's brain. And I was one of those people that you couldn't sleep at all too. And, and even when I was a kid, just a fourth, fifth, sixth grader. I just couldn't sleep. And I know you guys, I can see you You got that skeptical look. Yeah, I probably did sleep. Maybe that's an over-exaggeration, but that's how I remember it. Is that there was nothing I could do to calm down my feelings at bedtime. And there was nothing anybody could really do, you know, advice-wise to help me. And maybe part of it was who I was and whatever male thingamajigs and the cultural thingamajigs to say, you know what, I'm on my own uh, to deal with this. And I don't know how, and it would, yeah, I really suffered. So it was really painful not being able to sleep, feeling all alone in the deep, dark night. And feeling like, geez, I didn't want to deal with the next day. And then I wanted to deal with it even less when I was up all night worrying about it. And I know on some level it's impossible to travel in time. You know, because I've tried. I made a flux capacitor one time out of straws. And, you know, and this was last weekend and hooked it up to a plug and then, you know, short circuited the whole block. Uh, maybe, maybe that happened to lawyers. Maybe it didn't happen. Circumstantial evidence because the straws are melted. So uh, 
and my dog saw nothing. But I know that I can't go back in time and help that boy, and I know that there's nothing I can do to change the past. But I say, geez, I still yearn to do it even though it's impossible. And so maybe this is acting out on some absurd uh, need to fix the past. But also one more thing, hear me out, brain parts, is that the one thing that would give me one breath of sanity, of escape, was on Sunday nights. There's a radio show called Dr. Demento. And it would be on for two hours, and it was this comedy radio show where they played songs by Weird Al Yankovic and Emo Phillips and people like and comedians would come on. And I would listen to that show, and I would feel okay for an hour or two. I would feel safe. I would be distracted from my anxiety and my worries. And so all those things, it's, it's, none of it makes any sense. It all got mashed together into a podcast somehow. And somehow it works for some people. Now I see you guys raising some objections. Clearly, this isn't for everybody. But you see, your humans in the back. I just don't want them to have to think about whatever's got them up, tossing and turning. So I'm going to tell a tale, a little bit of a story tonight. It's trending Twitter Tuesday, so I'm going to, you know, check the trends on Twitter and weave the story into that stuff. I'm going to use the lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, uh, strange metaphor-like uh, attempts at sensibility, just like I just did. And, you know, maybe some personal interludes that, that revolve, you know, sometimes most won't pull on the heartstrings like that, so don't worry. But most of what I'm going to do is I'm going to be here. I'm going to be doing my best so if you can't sleep, just like Dr. Demento, there'll be a little bit of uh, light humor or, you know, like, you know, humor-like something. There'll be a little bit of a story. But it'll also be the kind of story where you're kind of listening and all of a sudden, uh, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. And you'll, maybe you'll hear my voice fade away into the background or maybe it'll the words will stop making sense. And then you'll f- slowly sink or you'll float or you'll transition into sleep. Because I know for me, thinking about sleep, that's a that's conundrum. Well, now that I'm thinking about falling asleep, how the hell am I going to fall asleep? And then you guys, you know, I know you're brain protectors or whatever the hell it is. You say, well, you better get to sleep or you're going to screw tomorrow up. And you say, well, geez, well, if I got to, if I'm trying to, you know, I can't force myself to sleep. Well, you better figure out a way to do it. And you say, well, the harder I try to go to sleep, the more impossible it becomes. And then they say, well, geez, maybe I should get out of bed and walk. And then your other party will be able, well, that's a stupid idea because then you're not going to get any sleep. And they say, well, geez, wait a minute. And it becomes this whole exhausting rigmarole, like self-fulfilling prophecies, all that stuff. So I'm looking to short-circuit that. And you say, this is about as counterintuitive. I guess there's some intuition in here. But it is counterintuitive because me even doing this, I, I'm a t- terribly self-conscious. Normally, I'm st- terribly self-conscious and a perfectionist. So just putting these stories out as as they come, 
and being goofy and stuff, it's count, that's counterintuitive to me because my brain's just like you smart guys are like, hey, what the hell are you doing? You're going to look like a fool. And I think that's the part about it, the, the secret sauce, if you will, is, is keeping my brain bright. He's like, hey, guys, uh, we're just going to help these people fall asleep. It is okay to be silly here. It's a safe place for them. It's a safe place for us. You know, they appreciate it. No one here is out to hurt us. And if someone is going to troll us, they're going to troll us. It's fine. So maybe we could have a little fun, see how the story always goes better when we're relaxed and we just see how it goes, okay? And all they can do is my best. So, you know, and all that overthinking is, and right now I'm talking to myself. Excuse me. I'm sorry. If you guys are wondering, hey, I'll be right back. And, and, uh, you know, all our overthinking and overperfecting didn't get us very far in trying to tell stories or make stuff up or follow through on stuff. But now we are following through on it. So can we can we keep following? Okay, sounds good. Great. And I would say the same to you, brain parts. Like, just, just let's give it, this a shot. You guys can relax. You can stand down. You can judge the hell out of me. You can You can stay on high alert or you can breathe easy. You know, let yourself sink in. I got all this fancy bed stuff here. And I got, you know, I'm going to try to do stuff. Sometimes I'll pause. A couple episodes ago, I did a bunch of sighs. Sometimes I'll say, you know, gosh, gosh, gosh. So why don't you you test them, test it out, see how it goes. It takes a couple episodes. This is totally, you know, weird stuff. I know it's asking a lot out of you, and I appreciate it. And you're worth it. I want you and your human to get a good night's sleep. So if this doesn't work, email me. You know, I have some other boring stuff that I don't do that I can point you towards, too. But the main thing I want you to know, as I say every week, is I'm glad you're here. And I really hope I help you fall asleep, okay? And thanks for coming by. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can find older episodes there, or um, most of them are on iTunes or in your podcast. Catch your podcast. <laughs> your po- your podcatcher. I use Pocket Cast, so that's why I said that, but it get mixed up. Uh, but you'll find it there. And what I meant to say is, is like the oldest episodes are on the website. They're not like iTunes only has a max of 300. So anything older than 300 episodes is still for free, still on our website. So you can listen, stream it, or download it there. If you want to get a hold of us, you can comment on the website. You can email me. Feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Give me a hold on Twitter at Dearest Scooter or on Sleep With Me Podcast on Facebook. I'm a little quicker getting back to people on Facebook and Twitter just because I can do it on the bus or on uh, while I'm waiting for the bus or the, uh, you know, I don't know, it's just easier to, th- I don't know why. I say, geez, that doesn't really make any sense, but I, I guess they're, they're interface. I don't know. I don't know why. And I also want you guys to know, like, uh, there's no, you know, go ahead and email me. Uh, you know, like, I, sometimes I talk about being busy, but I'm never too busy uh, to, to read what you say. Try, try to get back to you. I might not be able to get back to you instantly, but it's important for me to hear from you, 
to hear your opinions and, and to get to know you at least a little bit, even if it's just a high high. Uh, so don't think I'm too busy or too important for you because I'm not. I mean, believe me, I'm in a like two by two closet here doing this podcast. So I'm not. I'm not. You know, like you're important. I mean, it's important. All right. I just want to. And and also, I, I did do another screw up. Many many, many screw ups. I just found a stash of letters uh, from people that sent me letters that I was sending back to them uh, that I thought I mailed, and they're going out. So I'm real sorry about that. If you were waiting for a letter from me, it was just a few people. Really, really embarrassing. They were in a notebook. I'm sorry. So those are on their way. And once I figure, you know, we do have a post office box, but I don't have a car, so I got to figure out a better, more reliable way to check the mail. But we'll be on that. Just don't worry about it for right now. Did I say something about reviewing this podcast? Because yeah, I am a bit of a loon. Uh, so let's see. Any other now? Oh, Sleep to Strange. That's out on Wednesday, Monday and Wednesday nights. If you need more podcast action, five nights a week. But this podcast comes out Sunday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night. And the other one comes out Monday and Friday, but that's a separate feed. So just go to sleepingpodcast.com slash strange if you use an Apple device. If you use an Android device, it's strange Android. And if not, it, I don't know. Well, I'll figure it out, you know, but say, geez. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to that one. That's like older episodes without the... Uh, I had too much. I had, I had a coffee like an hour ago. That's why I'm acting so nuts. So maybe I just need to breathe and slow down a little bit, Scooter. You know, do a little, you know, they, as we say, physician, um, you know, slow it down, buddy. Okay, I'm slowing it down. So what? what's next, Scooter? Are you going to interview me in the middle of a housekeeping? Yes, I, I may have to do that to calm you down. Are you the uh, calm, calming, soothing part of me? I've been searching my whole, no. I'm just part of you that's trying to keep it together, you know, so, you know, because your blood blood veins are puffy now. You know, this is just a, your mandula. I'm, I'm uh, going to speaking to you to, you know, try to pr- preserve ourselves. So, you know, I got to get the rate down, man. Pressure down. And, I, you know, I figured I've always listened to you do this podcast. I figured, what the hell, I'll help out for a minute. So, Scooter, what, why don't you tell us about the Facebook group next? Well, thanks, Medulla. It's uh, Sleep With Me Podcast. Wow, I feel great. Dot com slash nods. That's the Facebook group. And it's a little group where you can talk to other listeners about sleep stuff and, and make some friends. And I want to thank uh, Jennifer B. Julie C. Rachel L. to the G. Lida S. and Laura uh, for moderating over there. How am I doing? Pretty damn good, man. This is Look With Me Podcast.com slash nods. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does our music. He's got a podcast, Sounds Like an Earful. Check it out. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork on my honor. Uh, you know, as a, a character, might not have said in, in StarCraft, but I just like to say that. I want to thank the anonymous emailer. I literally just got a beautiful email from them. Then over on Twitter, it's Tuesday, so I mean, it's Sunday when I'm thanking people, but it's Tuesday when you're hearing this. So we're going to run through Twitter. I want to thank Paul. I want to thank the One You Feed podcast, which you guys should check out. 
I'm sure most of you listen to it. It's a huge, wonderful podcast. Incredibly nice people over there at the One New Feet, so check that out. I want to thank C-minus and congratulate her on her wedding. Sandy, Houston official, uh, Julie C, Shaughnessy, Double C action. Uh, Billy, Words Are Birds, uh, Dystopian. I want to thank Emily for trying to introduce Jenny C to the podcast, and then Jenny C said, hey, I already listened to it. And then Jenny C, you know, Emily's a, like, one of the best copywriters in the world, and then uh, and Jenny C's got a podcast about, uh, you know, I don't know, it's a, it's a podcast about, uh, I got to check it out. I don't know if it's for attorneys or for a bit of it, it's, you know, about being more whole, you know, whole. So thank you, Emily. And I want to thank Kyle, new, uh, Evie Man, Happy Mom, Andy V, Susan M, Babs, of course, Be Like Babs. Eante had a birthday, and she's uh, hostile in it. Uh, so is Shauna. I don't know if they're friends and they're in the same hostel or not. Uh, Self, uh, a.k.a. Crimson X-Wings, Ju- Jessica... Uh, Jessica L. Blue T-shirt, supporting the podcast on two fronts. Uh, Dagmar, Clouded Slum, Graham, Old Dr. Graham, Tara, Joe P., Punk Rockward. Punk Reward, I wanted to say, but it's Punk punk Rockward. Uh, The Bug, Robin L., and, of course, Chris D., you know, our buddy Chris D. So, oh, boy, we've been busy. I don't know if this is how we'll do it, you know, stacking different social stuff. But um, uh, but that was Twitter. Uh, But then we got uh, iTunes review, sleepinmepodcast.com slash iTunes. I don't know if the last person I think was the NM Ninja, because I never remember making jokes about that, uh, you know, Ninja Banjo Band. Uh, but I want to thank amazing high school student, maybe twice for uh, kind reviews. And yeah, high school students, you guys need a lot of rest, and you've got a lot on your minds. You know, changing, and the future is in front of you. And I want you to get enough sleep and be able to enjoy being in high school because, geez, it was great. And I know it's a difficult time, and there's a lot going on, but I hope you can enjoy a little bit of it. I want to thank uh, Princess Nita. Princess Nita does a trick every time. Well, thank you, Princess. Uh, thank you so much. I've always wanted to say that. Uh, do you need me to uh, tell you these aren't the droids you're looking for? You say, well, that's that's not so, that's the wrong part of Star Wars, dude. I'm sorry, Princess. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Yeah, see, I'm just keeping our blood pressure down, you know. Uh, oh, speaking of blood pressure, we got a, a pretty tough review from B. Annie, who said, Lack of confidence. Couldn't get through the terrible rambling intros. <laughs> and the host is second-guessing himself and being really weird. Oh, God. I got, if anybody does any stitching, if you, I'm not kidding. If you could put this, stitch it up for me and, and put it, I'd put it up, I'd put it up in my house. I'd throw that on my arm, you know, right next to Home Sweet Home, which I don't have. But, uh, uh, but I guess she, Aunt B. Annie didn't get that, uh, you know, this is like, what do they call that when you go to a small town? Uh, bu- this is a bucolic style podcast. You know, this is, bu- you know, I'm doing a, bu- my stuttering is, you know, a form of bu- bucolism. And you say, Scooter, those words aren't, you know, there's aren't, yeah, well, I'm just, just a bit, well, you know, air's just all here. 
Uh, but moving on, Rachel B., longtime supporter, Rachel B. Scooter's voice knocks her out in a few minutes. Then another longtime supporter, U.S. Rower 75. That's our buddy Marcus. I don't know if Marcus is back in the USA, but uh, Marcus is a great guy. He's done. He, he, sent, he sent me a beautiful piece I already did. I shared a while back. And then we have EV611, and I said, Jesus, is that one of the kids that Wally and Eva had? Because they said A+, plus, and they would have written a review, but they're asleep, EV11, child, Wally, and Eva. Uh, then Swords XD says they, they can't sleep without it. That's a pretty sweet name, Swords XD. Uh, Mandy Joe Bo loves Scooter, uh... And she, she likes it when I don't get too boring. And I, I say, she's I'm sure I do my best not to. But thanks, Mandy. ADHD Among Friends, that's from Cat 8 Canary. Oh, Cat 8 Canary. Uh, see, sometimes it gets me, it takes me a while to get those. Um, but, uh, and I said, geez, wasn't I just joking about that Tweety Bird? And so I said, geez, this is just like an interview, you know, talking to an ADHD friend. And then uh, Caddy to Canaries, uh, how cold. And then finally, Could Be says, this is the best podcast ever. So gentle, so lame. Uh, this and no screen time policy. You can get your right to sleep. Thank you for mentioning that because that is a smart move. Uh, I'm always, I say, come on, Scooter, don't get it, don't. And I say, well, just let me check one more thing. You know, I could do... I could do, be one more. Bo- I could bore one more person here before. I, and they say no screens in bed, scoots. But thank you, and thank you all for the reviews. They really help. And let's get on to the show. All right, so it's trending Twitter Tuesday, and it looks like the, I just got an email. And my website's back up, so that's good. That I, I was talking about that in the intro, and so I'm gonna fire Twitter up here. And take some screenshots. I'm going to go grab a pen, though. I'll be right back. Okay, so I just uh, wrote... uh, Okay, so I just wrote all the trending Twitter, the Twitter trends here on a piece of paper since uh, it's tough to get them, find a Twitter app. Well, actually, I haven't tried any Twitter apps, but on all the devices I have, it no longer shows in a list. It always shows it in the expanded list with all the details. Uh, just not a good, more of a quibble than a... Uh, Anyway, so it's Sunday, uh, a little bit after 5.30, the 27th. And if you recall, which you may or may not recall, last week we had left off with a story. And i give you a quick summary because it was, it was, it was top-heavy with me and my dog just hanging out another weekend night of broccoli races and uh, listening to Knox. And then there was a knock at my door. Turned out it was my piano teacher from my childhood who, uh, you know, if I, I owe many amends to. And she had a flying piano, or a piano, the piano itself wasn't flying. It was, the piano was like a stagecoach or something. Or the, the and I don't know, the, the part you sit on. And then it was uh, giant eagles were hauling it. And she said, Judy Garland wants to see you. 
And I don't think she told me anything else other than Wattab or something, W-A-T-T-B-A. And then we went off to see Judy Garland. But, it, you know, obviously when you're in a flying piano, uh, you want to enjoy the ride, I guess. So I enjoyed the ride. Uh, you know, I, I was in the moment. I was. I guess that was part of me was worried about what, what did Julie Gar? I know. I knew I called her Julie Andrews. And then part of me is hoping that Julie Andrews is still alive because I think I probably insulted her last week. So if she's still alive, that's good because she won't be able to get me. If she's passed on, uh, then I'm probably fair game for her too. But it was more mysterious than ominous because she didn't say Judy Garland was mad. Uh, you know, that's just my assumption. You know, always bad news. That's like one of my mottos. You know, if I knew what that was in uh, Latin, I'd probably get it in my, you know, uh, in, in, as a tattoo. Always be, you know, carpe doomsday. Seize the doom. And I would say it's easier to seize if you assume it's coming, you know. Oh, you know, I don't know how many people are like that. I hope I hope zero. But uh, so went with the piano teacher. You know, we kind of relived the old days, which wasn't good times for her, which, you know, involved a lot of crying. And, you know, made the light of it last week, but it really was was uh, weird when the first time I remember my piano teacher bawling. I, I just, uh, I guess, like, I guess because I've repeat, this is like one of these experiences I repeat of giving people, I mean, maybe this is part of the goal of this podcast is to undo some damage because I gave so many people, I broke the last straw many a time, you you could say, and there was one case where I came to piano class and I don't want to be again negative narcissism here, but I don't. So I don't know what else was going on with my piano teacher. But about four minutes into my lesson, you know, at first she was very upset with me and, and, and sternly saying, you know, how come you don't care about piano? What's wrong? You know, why don't you? But then it just overwhelmed her with, uh, and she just spent the rest of the class crying. And I guess there is something sickly humorous about it, uh, or maybe that's the way. I, maybe I was cracking jokes even then. I don't think I was. I think I did the old uh, frozen in terror, uh, light shoulder pat, play chopsticks, and offer tissues. Uh, then probably apologize profusely, sit uncomfortably again for a while. You know, one, you know, butt cheeks go numb. As you shift through the papers of the the book we had, and then probably, uh, you know, take, you take total blame and say, "Jesus was, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just a bad boy." But at some point, you know, I I got to a house. I said, "Well, Jesus, it was just a perfect storm. I just wasn't cut. You know, it wasn't as as I saw it then." And then immediately, you know, turned numb. As soon as I left piano class, I for you know, I'm sure my mom was like, how's piano? I said, well, nailed it, Mom. You wouldn't believe how I tickled those ivories. Like, I tickled them like they were one of my siblings I love so much and I'm so kind to. You know, you've heard, it was like I was tickling a funny bone, Mom. You should have, see, you should have seen a teacher cried. She cried and cried at the sounds it was almost like there was no sound. The, the notes I was hitting, 
Okay, anyway, I got to go pick up your other brother. And then I probably believe that narrative. But this change, so, but this, so I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that it's, I guess I just made the light of something. But there is a part of me that is intrigued by what's going on with this young boy that, uh, and I guess part of it is, so this came up, I said, well, geez, it's time for me to deal with this. But I ended up, I guess it was weird because, I mean, maybe because my piano teacher is not famous. She was just like a messenger because then she dropped me on a cloud. So I guess she didn't even get her amends or her due. I, I kind of, I guess I apologized to her. But I don't know if how, that's how stuff works in this afterworld I was in because, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to make sense of it myself. Uh, but then I next thing I know, I'm on a cloud and I said, well, okay, Judy Garland. And I said, you know, Wizard of Oz. And then I further insulted Judy. I said, I'm just being myself. I said, okay, Judy Garland, Wizard of Oz. Okay. And then, but then I said, Lollipop Guild, I needed some Lollipop Guild because they were there when she first got there, when she first arrived. Well, I said, Jesus, they, they welcomed her at least. And then, well, no, maybe not. Maybe they were just happy that she took that witch out. But they did sing Follow Yellbrick Road. I think that angel, the other Glenda or whatever, came, though. And told her to, but anyway, at the time last week, I was like, Where the hell is the Lollipop Guild? I need some assistance. And no Lollipop Guild showed up. But then Drake, uh, the Drake, the famous Drake, I guess he's just Drake, him and then a previous famous guy, Super Dave Osborne, uh, showed up. And they were like, I guess they were my Lollipop Guild in some sense because they just said W A T T B A. I'm trying to think. I don't know if they did anything else because then I was like, then I said, well, I need to sleep. I need to sleep for a while. And they had a dream about family feud because I know Drake's always feuding with people or people are feuding with him. I didn't, you know, I didn't really want to get into it. You know, I didn't want to create a feud by feud analysis. But, you know, I know there's a few, you know, there's a history of feuds. And then Super Dave Osborne, he's kind of a quiet guy anyway. Uh, he didn't say much, uh, but then him and Drake were on a dirt bike and then I drew, so, but that was in a dream of, uh, so I, I was asleep dreaming of the family feud with Drake and Judy Garland, I think showed up, but that was a dream part, not real. Like the rest of the stuff was real, you know, hundred percent happened, you know, you know, against all odds, clearly. Uh, but then there it was, like, uh, this week. It was like after, like somebody after waking up from a coma or something, I was like, I, I said, I had no idea where I was. I, was told, I said, what in the heck? And then I said, I just remember Rick, Richard. I th- and actually, I think I started a feud between Richard Dawkins and Richard Dawson in Richard Dawkins because there's, you know, and, and, I said, and I said, man, I said, this is Richard Dawkins and Drake should feud because they seem like they're both feuders. And I was like, is that what feudalism is? No, that's feudalism. Feudal, feudal. And I said, there's a nice word, feudalism. But anyway, I woke up and and, uh, I didn't know where I was. Uh, There's no sign of Drake and no sign of Super Dave Osborne. And I said, W-A-T-T-B-A. 
And then I said, well, geez, maybe that's like follow the yellow brick W-A-T-T-B-A. What the hell does it mean? What W-A-T-T-B-A. Whatever the words that will let her go, what was you, I do not know. Anyway, where the hell should I go? <clears throat> and I was clearly in some sort of uh, unfamiliar place because I looked over and uh, I was still on a cloud, but it was like a, what do you call that, a cloud, uh, kind of a cloud plane. And a plane cloud at the same time. What are, what, are, what are the odds? And I said, oh, geez. And I started looking and I said, okay. And then t- tell me if this is crazy. There was still the sun. And I said, well, I, I guess I'll head either. And the sun was coming up. That must have been what woke me. And I say, well, first of all, when's dawn in this cloud world? Is it like 10 in the afternoon? Because it must take a while for the sun, you know, it comes over. Or can you see at an angle so dawn's earlier? Or is it later? And I could have sworn, I was talking out loud because I was by myself. I said, who cares? And then I heard, I said, something like that. And I said, what? And then I said, because I was out, and I was talking to myself, thinking out loud, just like this. I said, okay, well, I'm not going to head east or west because then I'll uh, get the sun in my eyes or my neck. And I said, well, I don't have any sunscreen. Oh, boy. And I said, well, I'm going to head whatever with the sun on my left, uh, north, I guess. Or is that south? I don't know. Sun rises in the east, sets in the west. So maybe I'm heading south. I don't know. On a cloud, it really didn't matter. I just didn't want the sun in my eyes. Or I guess I should have walked with it on my back, but then eventually it would have been in my eyes, you know. But then I said, all right, I'm going to head this way. And I started walking. And, and that's what I heard. West and West. And I said, did someone just say Tina Wesson? And, and, and then I looked around, nothing. And I said, maybe there's some weird cloud echo up here. And I said, okay, I'm hearing something. And then I said, well, geez, I haven't called out for Drake and uh, Super Dave Osborne. And I said, Drake's got a good good name to call it Drake. You know, if I was yelling, it'd be Drake, 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 which I was doing. And then I was like, but Super Dave Osborne... And I said, you can't say Dave because if Drake, he might, and Drake would come and, and say, did you call me? And I said, hey, well, I stopped calling you. I was calling Dave now. And he said, well, why don't you call Super Dave because he's not going to know to come. And then I'm going to have to go get him. Then you're going to have to call. But that didn't really happen because Drake didn't come. But it's Super Dave, you know, that's exhausting. Super Dave. Super, I guess I could, I, I think I was doing that. But then I heard, and I said, okay. I said, is, is someone there? And there, and I said, and I said, oh boy, okay. I said, Garland, come out. And I said, what the heck? And I said to stop copying me. And 
And I said, okay, maybe he's not copying me. And I said, Mumble Bear? And the next thing I know, Mumble Bear is there, who was imaginary. At least I thought he was imaginary. And next thing I know, was standing there, uh, five, four foot eleven. No, five foot eleven. Yeah, five foot eleven, probably. Maybe five, maybe six foot, maybe five ten, but somewhere around there is a, 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 a bear. A uh, not a not an actual like uh, I don't know. It's tough to describe. It's some but saying there is like, and I don't. I hate to work in stereotypes, but this was the most stereotypical uh, brown cartoon bear in real life. Dark brown. Yes, so like I've ever seen, like uh, a bit like fur, like the snuggle bear from the snuggle fabric softener, but much darker color, dark brown, lighter tan chest, but clearly not an outfit. And it's a, I said, Mumble Bear. I said, Was he going send him? And I said, Is that, Are you Mumble Bear? Then one and I had some money bear. And I said, Oh boy, it is Mumble Bear. I got that last one. And I said, Mumble Bear. I said, Well, geez, there's no chance you're here to help me to find you. And Mumble Bear just looked at me because I can't. I said, Oh boy, I'm mumbling to Mumble Bear. And Judy Garland's probably mad at me, and now we're late. Mumble Bear, you don't got a pocket watch, a magical pocket watch, do you? Is it money? Is it be? And then Mumble Bear pulled, he had a little proper pocket. And I said, okay, we're in a, okay, we're close to, I got to go with some Wonderland type assumptions every once in a while. I don't know where that came from, but thank you. And I said, for Holy Lewis Carroll. I said, was he going to get And he popped open his little pocket watch. And then it looked like he had, he forgot to wind it. So then he wound it and he put it back in his pocket. I said, would you forget to wind it? So my name, yeah, I'm mostly I had to do that. I, I said, I didn't realize I was dealing with Mumble Bear. I said, already. And he said, Mumble Bear, but you're so cute. And then Mumble Bear hugged me and I forgot all about my fries. And I see him like him. Um, and I said, you're the best, Mumble Bear. And I said, listen, Mumble Bear, I guess I'm not going to take you to... I said, Mumble Bear, I'm trying to find Judy Garland because she's looking for me. And also, I was with Drake and Super Dave Osborne. I think they were supposed to help me, and they just took off, which would make three. And I said, we just need a, a yellow brick road because you, you're you Mumble Bear, maybe, do you need to speak more clearly, is that, or is it, oh, it's going to be cloaked in irony, so maybe, oh, okay, I don't know what Mumble Bear said, but I, I said, okay, maybe I'm off track, I said, okay, maybe I could get a little bit out of his tone, hopefully he's not, you know, mumbled, in tone, I said, Mumble Bear, do you, are you mumbling, are you like, uh, you know what I'm saying? What is he saying? He gave me a thought. I said, okay, at least I, I said, he must be bifluent or whatever, because he can speak in English and hear my mumbles. 
And I said, I said, what's the X factor here? I said, there's no Drake, no, and no Yelbert Rope. That's the X factor. I said, Mumble Bear, how do we find Julie, Judy? Oh boy. He said, and I said, something summer. And then he shrugged and I said, okay, not yet. I don't got the mumble, mumble, mumble translation. But I said, Judy, Judy Garland. I got to remember it's Judy Garland. I said, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, I said, do you, do you have any idea where Judy Garland is, Mumble Bear? Like, and could you just start walking or if you get a better idea, I was just like, how uh, how we're not going to get sunburned. And then Mumble Bear's pocket watch started to ring. The, the alarm went off or something. Uh, and then Mumble Bear got a look at it. And I said, Mumble Bear, what's that alarm? And I said, did you say something about the supermoon? Okay, the supermoon and something else. Oh, wait, is that last thing we should run? And I said, okay. So we started running, and it just happened we were running in the right, or the same direction. And I said, I said, he said, I said, okay, Mumble Bear, while we're running, I said, you know, this is a recounting, so but it was kind of hard to communicate anyway. And I said, which is one thing, Mumble Bear can really run. Like, just like we were going pace for pace. And that gave me a better trust of Mumble Bear because the look on Mumble Bear's face was not comfortable. And I said, poor Mumble Bear. Who knows what Mumble Bear was doing? And I said, well, maybe Mumble Bear, you know, did something to Judy Garland too. Judy, Judy Garland, right? And Mumble Bear said, well, you miss me. I said, no, did I miss you? What? Yeah, I said, I, maybe. And then next thing I know, this giant moon, it comes through the clouds, and it hits the clouds and starts rolling after us. And I said, holy moly, this is not good. And I was like, this supermoon is like, this supermoon is out for blood or something. What do, what do we do to the supermoon? And I said, what, what do we do? What did you, I started to mumble there. Did you do And I said, win-win. And I said, did you say win-win? And then Mumble Bear was like gassed or something because he, he picked up the speed, but he, you know he wasn't talking anymore. And they said, "Win, win." And I said, "Okay, maybe this, maybe the supermoon's uh, my yellow brick road, uh, but it's like reverse." I'm talking, you know. I said, "Okay, I gotta go with this." So we just kept running, and the supermoon just kept going behind us. And then at some point. Uh, uh, I said, it wasn't too long. I'm drawing it out, you know, but, but you know, when a moon's chasing you, it, it doesn't take very long, especially with a man and a, a mumbling bear who clearly, you know, the bear probably has, you know, obstructed nasal passage or something. Uh, we, we, uh, we, we, we started to tire and the moon was quickly gaining on us because the moon, I don't even know what the moon was traveling by. But the next thing you know, we get to the edge of uh, of of what looked like the edge of a cloud, and I said, "Well, Jesus, tough," because we were looking at the horizon. But then it was just a, like a slide down. We slid down, and then we landed on grass, and not earth grass. 
I think. And then we just kept running. The moon was still behind us. And then there's a straight-ahead crowd of soccer hooligans. And they're shouting, uh, like, this is England 90. And I said, oh, man, we, we, we 1990. Was there, was there even a World Cup in 90? I thought it was in 92. It was in 96, 90, no, 92, 96. 2000, 2004, 2008, 2012, plus four. Oh, wait, it was last summer, 14, 10. And I said, never mind, Mumble Bear. And I think Mumble Bear, you know, me doing math was me. But they shouting. So I said, let's take a right-hand turn into this uh, sponsored spot, imaginary sponsored spot, Mumble Bear. This is my mumble name. And I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, as I talk to you, I'm saying, I'm football. Go to football. As I'm by today. As in, by Hyundai. Thank you, Mumble Bear. As I'm in, thank you so much. Man, Mumble Bear, is, Mumble Bear, you're way clearer when you're doing commercials because I think you said just this crowd is scout shouting because football, this is England 90, and then the moon crashed into the soccer hooligans. And, but it was, you know, it was, it, this isn't a cloud-based area. So they, and I said, well, geez, these are from the past, from maybe a World Cup or something. And I said, geez, when, who won? And I said, I don't even know if there was a World I said, well, maybe there's some other... I said, I don't know when the, you know, the, and, I, and then Mumble Bear said, what are you mumbling to? And I said, yep, I am mumbling too. I said, you, this is like figuring out what R2 saying. I'll get it. Don't worry. But we had taken a right path. And then I said, you know, we're on a, we had, we're on a path. And I said, well, geez, Mumble Bear, maybe you were right about this win-win situation, except for the moon and the uh, hooligans. I said, we'll just follow this path and see where it takes us. And as we took the path, we started going through these gardens, and then there was the, and I said, uh, I said, and then I said, I was tempted to make small talk with the mumble bear, but then I was like, that could be great. You know, I said, well, they could get old fast. And, but I said, I said, what do you think of these gardens of mumble bears? Once again, and I said, did you say something about a reflecting pond? And Mumble Bear nodded. And I said, all right, okay. I said, you might, maybe you mumble less on the last couple syllables. Could you say something else? Over there. Over there. But I don't know, something. Bad. And okay, so we walked over these reflecting pools. And, of course, I didn't think to think about, uh, well, what are they reflecting? At the time, I just was looking into the pool, and I was seeing uh, things moving in there. And I said, oh, maybe these are some nice koi ponds. But they were, the water was dark. Like I, I said, is this murky, or is it just deep, or is the bottom painted black? But then uh, all of a sudden, a dolphin shot out of it. And jumped into the next reflecting pond. And I said, what in the heck? And Mumble Bear collapsed. And I said, oh boy, is Mumble Bear collapsing? And I said, Mumble Bear, do you know these dolphins? So it's made a thin. 
I said, did you say reflection weird and you mumbled it or did you say, I said, because it sounded like erection, but you didn't say that. Did you say the dolphin has an erection? And Mumbleberry just stared at me like he was judging me for thinking that this is what he said. And I said, just Mumbleberry, you know, you know, I'm a kidder. I was just kidding. Really, I didn't think that's what you said. And I said, that would be crazy, though, if that was what you, you said or that was the case. And and I, I, I said, and then Muller pointed at it and he looked up because I said, oh, wait, I don't know where the dolphin landed. And then I looked up above us and above us was this weird, uh, this giant neon sign. I mean, bigger than anything I've ever seen in the world in each reflecting pond i realized was a letter of the neon sign and it, it was huge and it was red and it even had the humming you know of an of a old-fashioned neon sign but it was like a it filled the air with a buzz of a billion bees and uh, it said uh thato t-h-a-t-o and uh, circling it were ravens, like because I noticed that it was flecking in and out, and, I, and then I said, "Oh, Jesus, there were ravens!" And then they started cawing, and I said, "Oh boy!" Uh, quote the raven. I wish I had a mumble bear quote. I almost said, "Boy, And he said, "Did you say we should jump in the pond?" Because that I, I said, "Where the hell did that dolphin go?" And then I noticed it was uh, it was it was floating back to the earth doing flips, and it had a starfish, some sort of star fish. Again, this is a weird world. I, I don't know what to tell you, but it was a fish that had been a star in the sky, a sky that also had a giant neon sign. And then the dolphin splat, and I said, "Let's follow that dolphin." And one said, "Humble bear said, Benzmael." And I said, wait, did you call me Ishmael? Or should I grab it? And I grabbed the dolphin's tail. As it was going, I held my breast. Mumblebear wrapped his arms around my shoulders, and we shot into the water. And right as we did, I realized that was a terrible idea, because the dolphin, I said, well, I don't know what I was thinking. But then I said, well, the, dol- I said, well, the dolphin's got to... But, you know, once you're underwater, you, 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 uh, if you try not to panic, which I did at the time... Because uh, a couple of reasons. One, the water was really nice, perfect temperature. Uh, two, once we got into it, it was it was the red light of the neon. It was it just made it so? It felt like I was in the red light district underwater. I don't know what else to say. And I said, "Well, she's no wonder the dolphin had an erection." But that just briefly went into my mind and back out. I didn't seriously take that as a thought. Just so you know. But the dolphin dove and dove, and I said, well, it must know we're hanging on to it. So hopefully it's going somewhere. And then I noticed it it was going somewhere. And then I noticed it was going towards, uh, it looked like Big Ben. And and uh, and then I said, oh, no, no, that's just, uh, well, I said, no, the candle does look like Big Ben. But instead of a clock face, it was a hole. And I said, hopefully that's where the... And then the dolphin swam through the hole. And it was like some sort of tower. And then it shot, you know, went through the hole and shot up. And then it was like air, you know, open air. And this was somewhere like deep in some sea. And I said, well, this is weird, man. This is weird, weird stuff. 
but we were open, we, you know, we both sucked in air. And then the dolphin shook its tail, and I, and luckily, you know, I'm good at, at floating, so I just started back floating. And mobile bear, I said, well, mobile bear might not be 100%, uh, you know, organic material. It might be some man-made because he was floating just fine. And it was a little bit darker in there. It wasn't red. It wasn't illuminated by it. It was kind of like a moonlight situation. And then I saw off to the left, uh, you know, a platform or like a place we could get out of the water. So me and uh, Mumble Bear swam over there. It was just concrete. We lifted ourselves out. And we kind of laid in the concrete floor. And then Mumble Bear got up and Mumble Bear, you know, they said, you want to go? And Mumble Bear nodded, and then we walked in. There was a right after we got up. I saw uh, that the room we were in was like kind of shaped like the top of Big Ben. So you went through the clock face, which we did, and then it was like a towering triangular. And I said, Mumble Bear, we're not in Atlantis, are we? I said, Me, no, at home. Wait, this is your home? He said, Oh, in Bible Mom. And then I said, I don't understand that. It sounded like you either said Benita Applebaum or Papplebaum. But I, 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 Mumble Bear just looked at me like, and I said, could you please explain that to me? And I said, and then Mumble Bear walked in, in, in uh, on the opposite side of the clock face, which is where we were. There was just like open archways, and we walked through that. But right, well, right, right as we were about to watch the archway, Mumble Bear put, put his hand up, and then he pointed to a, a post on the wall, and there was these lockets on there. And he said, was he a Tyler locket? And I said, did you say put on a Tyler locket? I said, because I said, isn't that, are these Tyler lockets? And then Mumble Bear shook his head, oh, you want me to help you tie your locket? And then Mumble Bear said, of course, uh, we kind of, you make that symbol so. And I said, well, geez, well, can you just put it? And I said, oh, his head is so big, I had to untie the locket and tie it around his neck, which I said, okay, that makes sense. And I said, should I put on the locket? And he nodded, and I could fit it over my head because I didn't have like a, you know, a stuffed bear head or whatever the hell Mumble Bear had. And then as we walked out, uh, there was like water jets spraying everywhere. Except for the locket must because these water jets, they looked really powerful. But for some reason, the uh, Tyler locket, it's tough to say, like almost like a wall of uh, high-pressure water that I guess if you would have tried to walk through it, you'd be uh, obliterated or something. I don't know, like some some sort of water-based security me- measures or something. But we went with the locket, the, they just like uh, the dissipated or something, and we walked through there. And then we're in this giant, giant chamber room or something. Ceilings so high I couldn't see. Pillars, uh, colonnades, whatever the hell you call them, going up into the heavens. Uh, giant banners and, and things. And I said, I said, uh, where are we, Mumble Bear? Mumble Zephyrzees. And I said, Zephyrzees. Sussefs for Aziz? I said, is that, a, is that a French or something? 
And then I said, follow me, something follow me, I'll follow you, Mumble Bear. And we walked, and then we got into uh, what looked like where the columns are forming an aisle. And then I saw in the distance a glowing, glowing throne. And, you know, the story part of me said, oh, boy, you know, smelling a story, you know. I said, Mumble Bear, is this, is this where the queen is? And I said, this is where the queen is. And I was like, I got 100%. And I said, Mumble Bear, please tell me. You're like, just like, I said, to, I said, is this where you get to learn how to speak correctly? And then uh, Mumble Bear didn't answer. And then as I walked down the aisle, I saw on the left side and the right side. On the left side was Drake. On the right side was Super Dave Osborne. And they were smiling and standing kind of like soldiers and looking at me and kind of laughing. And then they, they, then as I got closer, they hugged Mumble Bear. And I said, Drake, it's good to see you smile and not feud. Because they said, I had a dr- terrible dream. You were feuding with uh, the Dawkins and the Dawsons of the world. And Drake spat, and then he hugged Mumble Bear again. And then Super Dave Osborne hugged Mumble Bear. And I said, you guys are all friends? And Mumble Bear said, man, what's man? And I said, nope, I don't know. And then Super Dave said, the queen will see you now. And then I looked up at the throne, and it was empty. And I said, okay, is this some sort of... But then, like, behind the throne was, like, uh, tapestries. And then the tapestries parted, and there was Judy Garland, uh, hopefully, because I fell to my knees in... uh, uh, I don't know, like uh, automatic, like just like if you would see the Khaleesi, you say Judy Garland, you know, at the top of like the 30 or 40 stairs, you know, I fall to my knees in supplication. And then Mumble Air goes, Wait a minute. And I said, You, you didn't, and was, what was there? Up the stairs? And then I went up the stairs, and then she was so, she she smiled at me, and then she sighed. And she said, come and see me. And then she she had her beautiful, beautiful voice, which I won't even degrade by trying to do. But I've used a voice that's almost on the edge of a cry. I don't know if you know what I mean. Like, almost like she's always on the edge of tears. And I said, well, that's interesting. She sent my piano teacher, who was always on the edge of tears or in tears, you know, with me. But then she said, thank you for bringing him, Mumble Bear. And she just had such energy and caring. Like, I felt love just being in her presence. And I fell to my knees again. And I said, please don't let this be some weird cult I stumbled into. And I said, what can I do for you, my queen? And she said, apologize, of course. And I said, I said, I said I'm sorry, I called you Ju- 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 Julie Andrews. It was kind of a joke, but kind of not a joke. My brain, and she goes, oh, she laughed. And she said, I need your help. Uh, she said, you don't need to apologize for that anymore. And I said, does this involve Thado? And she said, it does. And she said, and I said, where are we? And she said, we don't have time for it, for that. And she she said she said I need your help and I need you know your special skills and I said which special skills just so we're clear like the ones that get me in trouble, 
the ones that I think I have that I don't have, or the power to loan doll. And then she said, come closer. And then my heart started to beat. And I saw her face, and I saw her eyes and her smile even closer. And I was captivated, but not in a romantic way, but in a, like, a delighted childlike way. And just the melodiousness of her voice, I don't know. And then she tapped me on my forehead, and she said, You have quite a strange imagination in there, young man. And I said, How can I help you? And then she stood and she said, Sit. And, and, and I, I, I sat in the, I went to go sit in the, the uh, her throne. And of course, everybody, you know, grabbed, I didn't realize that we were surrounded by soldiers and stuff. And then she even did that. And I said, I'm just getting that, you know, I'm just being a goofball. But I said, There's no other chair. You want me to sit on the floor? And she said, she said, yeah. And I sat down, and then she went into a long exposition, uh, which was basically, you know, that this was, again, weird stuff happens. When, you know, people say, oh, this is clear cut, you know, life, death. You know, it happens this way or it happens this way. And then you get an astrophysicist or, you know, new, you know somebody that says, well, what about these bending of universes, string theory type stuff? And they'll tell you that all this is possible. And that's what you, she explained it to me in such simpler terms, but I didn't write, you know, I, I didn't record it. But she said that Theta was the villain in this world. And she said, yeah, this is like a weird version of Oz I found myself in as queen. You know, much different than Oz, but she said somehow strangely influenced by it. And she's, you know, she said, you understand this doesn't make any sense. But it does, and I said, exact. I say that all the time, Judy, Juju, Miss Garland. And she said, well, I need your help. She said, every year since Thado's taken over this part of the universe, she said, he has this blocked in. And she says, every year he has a giant Halloween ball. And all the systems underneath his rule. And I said, I had to raise, I said, are we in a space situation here? And then she, she said, don't think of it like that. She goes, you know, and yes, but not like an outer space. And I said, inner space? Like, and she said, no. She said, don't try to figure it out. Just listen. And she said, it's, I said, okay. And then I wondered if I, and I said, if I was her champion, would she sing to me? But she said, every year, Sato uh, holds a ball, a Halloween ball for all the servants. And Sato loves costume balls. And Sato says, that, you know, she told me about the history of Sato as a dictator and, a you know, villainous and, you know, not caring, you know, raven, you know, raven master, stuff like that. You know, so on Oz like, but it was, it was so much stuff. But she said every year he has this ball, and he says that if anyone can best him in the costume contest, you know, that he'll step down as ruler. And I said of the universe, and she said if that's the term you need to use to understand it. And she said, I need a costume. So good, it will beat him. 
And then I, I went to go speak, and she said, no, no, no. And she said, also, whoever loses the costume contest loses it. And I said, whoever comes in last place, she goes, no, 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 this year. I said, whoever comes in last place, she goes, well, the bottom 20%. And I said, and that's it. For, and she said, yeah. And so she goes, I need you to come up with some other costumes, too. Or maybe you could, you know, come up with the greatest. And I said, well, I'm not really a costumer. And she goes, I, you know, whatever. And then Mobile Bear said, when was it man? When was it man? When was it man? When was it man? Uh, Santa. What? And I said, I don't know what he just said. Did he say you have the greatest costumers in the land here? And she said, that's not what he said, but I do. And she said, I just need you to come up with the ideas but she goes, they go deeper than just the surface. You need, and I said, okay. And I said, so you need a costume. Who else are we costuming? And then she said, my friends that you've mixed up in this tale. And I said, okay. So Julie Andrews, who might and I supposed to, and I said, and Joan Crawford, and my piano teacher. And she said yes. And then she said, your eagle waits. They need you to get started immediately. And she said, and your assistants await. And then she pointed to Drake, uh, Super Dave Osborne, and uh, Mumble Bear. And I, said, uh, and I said, well, what happens if I fail? And she said, you can't fail us. You know, this we need to stop Theta, Theta or whatever. I don't even know. Theta, I think it was. And I said, I won't fail you, Miss Garland. I won't. I'll be like, uh, as, you know, I said, what do you th- what do you think about dressing up as Toto? And she said, I expect more from you than that. And I said, of course, I was just kidding. And I said, boys to the Eagles. I said, maybe, you know, one thing, maybe we should get a good night's sleep first. And she said, even more brilliant. And she said, you'll bunk with Mumble Bear. And so then I, did, I said, well, geez, that's a great idea. And I said, maybe I need to get over myself and if I have to bunk with Mumble I said, Mumble Bear, you take a bath or something? I said, you should, can we send Mumble Bear to the dry cleaner in case he's not organic? And they, they didn't realize I was serious. And Mumble Bear said, yeah, And I said, well, geez, I don't want to have my face pressed up against you, you know. And I said, well, this is going to be a friendship made in heaven, Mumble Bear, wherever the heck we are. He said, we're not in hell, are we? The Muslim man was that. And then I said, she didn't give me any talismans or anything, because we headed off to... I said, well, are we going to eat breakfast with Judy Garland? Muslim man, I don't know. But then we got in bed, uh, Mumble Bear and I. And it was one of those giant castle beds that, you know, plenty of room. So I didn't have to worry about it. And I said, well... And then I noticed Mumble Bear talked all night, so I just snuggled in and Mumble said, Mum man, man, and I said, I said he's kind of like sing talking, but he did it, and as I fell into a deep sleep, um,
And then Sice fell deep sleeping. Good night. Good night.